Welcome to the Spurs Up Show, home of the best Gamecocks content on the internet. The following is presented to you by our friends over at MyBookie. When your money's on the line, choose a trusted sports book that gives you tools to win, like MyBookie. At MyBookie, it doesn't matter if your team is up or down. You can easily cash out or bet the game live to come out on the winning side. Use my bookie for daily odds boosts, same game parlays, and take advantage of huge prize pool contests. Every single sack, fumble, and touchdown is another chance to hit payday. To get started, go to mybookie.ag and on your first deposit, use promo code TSUS to grab a deposit match up to $1,000. Try the MyBookie money bag to grab a potential Super Bowl front runner at long shot odds. Plus 38,000 on the Eagles and Chiefs. You won't find odds like that anywhere else. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere, only with MyBookie. We're also brought to you by our friends over at Twisted Tea. Twisted Tea, the drink that fuels fun and celebrates your love for college football. Keep it twisted. We're also brought to you by our friends over at Prize Picks. Go download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. And when you do, use the promo code TSUS to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks is the simplest fantasy game on the market focused around prop total entries. You pick two to six players. And you can win up to 10 times on any entry. Price Picks has no sharks, optimizers, or mass multi entry. It's literally just you against the projection. They also allow mixed sport entry. So, for example, you can take the over on LeBron, parlay with the under on Mahomes. They've got college sports, pro sports, literally anything and everything you can think of. They have got it over at prize picks they also have a slick easy to use mobile app both on the app store and google play they're rated 4.8 stars in the app store with rave reviews so many fans and listeners of the spurs up show have made tons of money with our friends at prize picks and you should as well so again go download the prize picks app or go to prizepicks.com and when you do use that promo code ts U.S. to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Be sure to check them out and tell them that Chris from the Spurs Up Show sent you. Let's get it! We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 
Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Mark Ryan of the Fan Update joined the show. Mark, what's going on, my friend? Appreciate you taking the time. Thanks so much for doing this. Always, always good to be with you guys. What is good, everybody? Uh, Gamecocks with a 40% chance now to be on a three-game winning streak when Clemson comes to town playing for bowl eligibility. The odds are 40%. How about that? Indeed. it's Mark, let me ask you this, because you, you bring up a good point in regards to going on a winning streak, and it sets up that game with Clemson. And I think, the the not looking too far ahead, the Palmetto Bowl is going to be wildly intriguing, because I just, I, I don't know. I, I don't know that we're going to have a great idea of what's going to happen, because it's like which version of each team shows up. But you've said many times, and I agree with you, right, don't move the goalposts. So if you finish 6-6, six and six, no matter how it happens, you can't look at the season as a whole and say, well, that was a wildly successful season because of how you finish doesn't wipe away everything that happened. But in your mind, if South Carolina is to win three in a row from this point, four in a row to close out and get to six wins, how will you quantify that? If you don't quantify the entire season as a success, how will you quantify what they did in the final month of the season? Yeah, so Chris, I go back to where we were in the preseason, right? So to reset, you and I agreed, okay? And we are the arbiters of South Carolina football, you and I. Uh, we agreed that the goal was 9-3, and three, success was 8-4, and four, disappointing was 7-5, and five, and failure was 6-6 six and six or below. So the, the season in totality, Chris, would still be a failure. But obviously you would say they closed very strongly. And there would be reason for hope heading, heading into next year. Plus, you'd have the two wins in two years, straight years over Clemson, right? Um, and let's be honest, there's some in the fan base, Clemson and South Carolina, that feel like as long as you win that game, <laughs> everything else is good. Now, I don't subscribe to that. But, you know, the, the unfortunate thing is that both the team you cover, Chris, South Carolina, and I cover South Carolina – and the team that I love, the University of Florida, you like my Gator Royal Blue today, um, they both suffered um, inexcusable season-altering losses, right? You know, and for South Carolina, that was the loss to the Gators. For the Florida Gators, that was the loss to Arkansas. Um, there's a one or two games on your schedule every year that you can't lose, right? South Carolina, it was Mississippi State and Florida. You can't lose either one. You went one and one. Florida, it was South Carolina and Arkansas. Can't lose either one. 
you went one and one. And so both of our fan bases are still in this, oh my gosh, how did we get here? Florida makes a kick, you know, late in the game. Arkansas makes a 49-yarder to tie the game. Florida misses a 44-yarder to end the game. Got to be sound in the kicking game. And, uh, and here we are. You know, Florida's got a 48% chance to become bowl eligible. I mean, that, that makes me feel optimistic, right, when you consider that they close with LSU, Missouri, and Florida State. The numbers say there's a 48% chance Florida wins one of those games. It's just it's hard to tell which one that's going to be. That, that, that's honestly, Mark, higher than I thought it would be. When you, when you factor in who they play, when you factor in who they play, it's higher than I thought it'd be. Yeah. So, uh, but, you know, that's the job. That's the task that, uh, you know, our, our own blunders mm-hmm. for the Gamecocks and the Gators have resulted in this being the situation, right? Where you, you beat Jacksonville State, Vandy, Kentucky, and lose to Clemson. That's an unmitigated disaster of a season. For Florida, um, you know, Chris, I'm not sure if you're aware of this. If Florida does not win one of these three games, the Gators will have three consecutive losing seasons for the first time in 78 years. This would be a once in three quarters of a century event, and they will have earned it. It'll be six and seven, six and seven, five and seven. And with, with me being a student at the University of Florida, when Spurrier was there, I never could have imagined this ever in a million years. And, you know, just like the loss to Florida was when the honeymoon period ended for Shane Beamer. I think also, Chris, the loss to Arkansas shifts the narrative on Billy Napier from being more positive to now being more negative again. And it feels like, Mark, that is a thing that changes weekly. The roller coaster ride that is Billy Napier and his approval rating which I mean that is life in the SEC though but it just seems it's been so up and down we'll we'll get to the Gators more in a second Mark but I want to get to something that you said on your show Monday that I thought was really interesting and I want you to expand on the point uh when you and I talked obviously you know there was a lot of dejection from the Gamecocks fan base there was a lot of dejection from yours truly after the game against Jacksonville State the way it happened South Carolina gets the win a win is a win is a win And you made the point to me, and I think, again, you made it on your show, and I want you to expand on it, that South Carolina fans, you need to cheer up because the reality is, and what your program, what this team is right now, is you're slightly better than a, what, average or slightly above average group of five team. Expand on that and the point that you made earlier in the week. Yeah, uh, great question, Chris. Uh, So, guys, I I got a movie recommendation for you, okay? Chris, watch this this weekend, brother. It's going to inspire you. It's going to inspire you guys. It's called A Million Miles Away. It's on Prime. And it's about the first um, Mexican immigrant who had a goal of being a NASA astronaut. And for years, he was picking fruits in the fields, et cetera. And his dad gave him these like five tenants to live by. And number two that I posted in that tweet, Chris, and I, I talked to you about it, said, know how far you are, right? Know how far you are. Well, where are the Gamecocks? Where they are is slightly better than a halfway decent group of five team playing its first FBS football. That's where South Carolina is, okay? Um, That doesn't mean you shouldn't enjoy the victory. Uh, Gamecock fans are not going to celebrate beating Jacksonville State. Sorry, Beamer. Whether they beat them 38-0 or 38-28, that's not, you know, I... I, frankly, Chris, 
if you saw a party after that, you should be ashamed, you know, uh, after that. It doesn't mean you can't be grateful for the victory. I put money on Jacksonville State uh, not to win the game. I put money on Jacksonville State to cover. I thought it would be a close game. It was a close game. You know, uh, I believe it was the late, great Dennis Green who said they are who we thought they were. Right. And and that's what we saw. But have a sense of gratitude for the fact that, man, a two and six SEC team was better than a seven and two second place team from a group of five conference. It was a competitive game. We expected it to be a competitive game. You don't want to see Jacksonville State on the schedule. okay? Um, and the odds were better for South Carolina to beat Vanderbilt than they were to beat Jacksonville State. So realize that, guys. I mean, there's no harm in having an honest assessment of where the heck you are, okay? And at some points, if where you are isn't good enough, you need a new head coach. I'm not saying that's the case right now, but you're kidding yourself if you don't do an honest self-assessment of where you are. Know how far you are. Pretty damn far away, but good enough to beat a halfway decent group of five team playing its first FBS football. Mark, you, you mentioned the Beamer comments, and it's just impossible to talk South Carolina football at this point without mentioning the things, obviously, that Shane Beamer says. And first thing I'll ask you this, as a content creator like yourself, obviously hosting a daily radio show, how incredible is it to have Shane Beamer and Dabo Sweeney both to cover in this state? Because they have both this season just going back and forth with some of the wild things they've said. It, it's just, I mean, it just, it, it just creates, it's a layup for you when it comes to content. Oh, Chris, I mean, <laughs> the, these guys, these guys, how many times have they both opened mouth and inserted foot this last, this season? Um, and Dabo's now cursing. Since when is Dabo cursing? I mean, when, when did that happen? You know, like Tyler and Spartanburg, man. That guy, if, if, if Clemson runs the table and there's a 35% chance they'll run the table um, per Kelly Ford, K Ford ratings, if they run the table, Tyler from Spartanburg is the biggest reason why, in my opinion. He poked the bear and awakened the beast within Dabo that's now got Dabo cursing and you better freaking buy as much stock in us as you possibly can right now. The thing with Beamer, though, is, Chris, you know... I'm going to be coming out with something today uh, or tomorrow about uh, our mutual friend, Eric Reese, uh, the, um, you know, what Beamer is doing right and what Beamer is doing wrong. Brother, he's got to start acting like a CEO. Okay. Uh, some of these rants are, are like a petulant child. And this was completely unsolicited what he was doing. We're going to celebrate this win like heck. Hey, you want to be miserable? You guys just be miserable people around here. But what, nobody asked you that, man. Nobody's asking you not to be happy about the win that you just got and how hard you worked to get that win. And nobody said it was easy, right? But where do you come off? Uh, what gives you the right to insult the fans that were there? And nobody's saying everybody's miserable. So it just screams that he's giving Guys like me and you, way too much power. Way too much power. Who the hell cares what Mark Ryan has to say? 
what Chris Phillips has to say. Thank you, Shane. It really is an honor that we, we, we hold such an important place in your psyche and your self-worth. But it's time for you to move the hell on. And it's time for you to stop worrying about the Chris Phillips and the Mark Ryans and, and the, the um, Daily Crow listeners and what they say. And enjoy what you want to enjoy and build your program. Because in the end, it's not going to be whether you choose to celebrate. It's going to be the results in year four and year five, right, that determine if Shane Beamer continues to get to be here. We're not in the era of Frank Beamer where he got six, seven years. You got to produce, brother. And the product that he put on the field in uh, in year three is frankly embarrassing. That's embarrassing. You got an SEC program with an FCS offensive line. That's embarrassing, Chris. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day from Movement. Whether your mom is into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now, everything at Movement is up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale. A watch is a gift that celebrates all the time you spent with mom. And a Movement watch is even more than that. Movement uses industry-leading materials for their fresh modern watch designs, from technically complex ceramics to vintage-inspired style. All for an incredible value your wrist and wallet will both love. And with one-size-fits-all convenience and fast-free shipping and returns, it's a stress-free shopping experience. Save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with Movement. Get up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. And to your point, Mark, I, I was, you know, you can go back and check it Monday. Obviously, I came on you guys' show. I, I was very passionate about it, and I've, I've sort of just moved on from it since then. But I, I agree with you. It's it's disturbing. It's uh, it's does not bring a lot of joy to hear it on a weekly basis. And I, I asked him into the season how – I was curious how Shane Beamer's relationship with the media would evolve – and frankly, it, it hasn't. I, I just don't think it has. I think he still is navigating that. Or at some point, Mark, I guess you just say that, you know, when somebody shows you who they are, believe them. And I, I don't know. I don't know if Shane Beamer will ever get to a point where he does not care so greatly about what everybody – like, I'm convinced at this point, and this isn't a knock. I think this is just reality that 
I am convinced that if you went to Shane Beamer's computer right now, he's got a tab open with X and he keeps up with everything. He is seeing what everybody's oh, yeah. saying. And like, yeah. that's just not, not a good way to operate when you are in that position. It's just not. And then it leads sure. your emotions. And, and he's and got your- tabs open of your <clears throat> content, Chris, and he's got tabs open of my content. And when he wants to rail on me, Shane, I'll go ahead and thank you in advance for the publicity. It's, it's very, very much appreciated. There is no such thing as bad publicity. Uh, Cocky Twan says it best. He says, tell it, Mark Ryan. I value tremendously those in the Gamecock fan base who can keep it 100, who can be objective, right? I, have a, I, I hold that in very, very high regard uh, because, frankly, in year three, the product, especially on the lines, should be better than this. It should be better than this. We were talking about this a year ago. Mm-hmm. South Carolina couldn't run the football, couldn't play defense, couldn't stop the run. A year later, South Carolina can't run the football. The defense is ranked 118th in the country. All right? The f- fact that it's been 12 months and nothing has improved is an indictment on what's going on there. And, um, you know, like you said, Shane Beamer's learning on the fly, Chris. Now, Mark, as you mentioned, the analytics stated that South Carolina had a better chance to beat Vanderbilt <clears throat> than beat Jacksonville State. Do you agree with those analytics? Do you think it should be an easier win for South Carolina? I tend to think so. Looking at Vanderbilt statistically, and granted, they've played an SEC schedule, so maybe the numbers are, you know, it's hard to compare with JSU, but I think Jacksonville State probably beats Vandy. And looking at the numbers for Vandy, they don't do much of anything well. They turn the football over a lot. I know they gave Georgia a scare a little bit early. Florida, obviously, has already played Vanderbilt. So based off what you've seen, do you think it's another dogfight for the Gamecocks, or do you agree with the analytics that say it should be even a little bit easier of a win than Jacksonville State was? If it is a dogfight, I can't wait to see that Shane Beamer press conference, Chris. Okay. Um, if it is a dogfight, I'd have Jacksonville State beating Vanderbilt something along the lines of 28-14. This should be a relaxing, enjoyable, somewhat nippy, right, uh, afternoon for Gamecock football. The challenge is issued. How many, fo- how many Gamecock fans are going to show up in 50 degrees and wind and maybe rain the previous results have not been overly strong with that forecast, Chris. So we will see what the result is out there today. It is a must-have game. Uh, I appreciate this comment from Bird Toffley. He says, I'm going to start tuning into the show again because they don't get in here and sugarcoat things like other shows do. You know, there is a business model for that. In our area here in Greenville, uh, there is a Homer Clemson station, and that's not us. There, you know... There are Homer Gamecock stations in Columbia, and that's not us. Why is our number one market for downloads Columbia? Because Gamecock fans know there is exactly one place on the radio and one place via podcast that they can come for the skinning. It's the Daily Crow, and it's offsides with no spin. You know, Bill O'Reilly, um, Chris, became a nine-figure uh, net worth by the phrase no spin zone. Well, you and I are the no spin zone for the teams people care about in our areas. And Mark, I, I don't see a point in operating any different away. I just, you know, you, I think you guys asked me this a couple of weeks ago, actually about the objectivity, if you will, that I carry myself with in the business. And I, I just, 
I, I don't know. I, I just I, I don't see the point, I guess, in, in putting something in a certain lens, whether it be garnet and black, or some people would say you're in the upstate, you know, why doesn't the fan upstate put it in an orange and purple lens? And I just I would hate to live life behind a lens, the comfort yeah. of a lens, and not yeah. see things for what they really are. I just I don't see the point in doing that. So um, and again, I think the results obviously I think they speak for themselves, both for your platform, my platform as well. Um, Mark, we mentioned obviously the Florida Gators. I'll ask you, what do you think? The numbers say, what, a 48% chance. Does Florida get to bowl eligibility? The Spurs Up show is brought to you by our friends over at Twisted Tea. Are you ready to elevate your college football game day experience? Check out Twisted Tea, your go-to game day beverage for college football fans. Twisted Tea is unlike any hard beverage you've had before. It's made with real brewed tea, and packs a flavorful punch with 5% alcohol and no carbonation, delivering the perfect balance of taste and refreshment that goes down smooth for every game day occasion. No need to settle for the usual. Twisted Tea turns up any occasion, especially when you're cheering for your favorite team. Whether you're tailgating in the stadium parking lot, watching at a bar, or hosting friends at home, Twisted Tea is there to elevate the game day experience. It perfectly complements your love for college football and your passion for creating unforgettable moments. So let's toast to unforgettable game day experiences. Twisted Tea, the drink that fuels fun and celebrates your love for college football. Keep it twisted. The Spurs Up Show is also brought to you by our friends over at Game Time. Download the Game Time app or head over to GameTime.co and use the promo code Spurs up for $20 off your first purchase. Again, that's promo code Spurs up, SP or SUP, for $20 off your first purchase. Game time is the best ticket buying app available that removes all the stress of the ticket buying process. They have things like images of your seat before you buy, so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Guys, you can buy your tickets in a matter of seconds, two taps and you're set. And also tickets, they're sent directly to your phone. So no more scrambling, searching through your email, trying to find the tickets you just bought. Whether it be the Gamecocks, a concert, a comedy club event, you name it. Whatever the event is, buying tickets shouldn't be stressful. And Game Time is the way to go. Again, that's our friends at Game Time. Go download the Game Time app or go to GameTime.co. And when you do Create an account and use promo code SPURSUP. That's S-P or S-U-P for $20 off your first purchase. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets. Lowest price. Guaranteed. I guess there's a heart and head conversation, right? Like the heart says one thing, the head says another. The reason it's 48% is because somehow they have a 30% win probability at Missouri, which I – like – the, the analytics don't think Missouri is very good still, obviously. Um, and I still think the best chance for a win is Florida State at home. Okay? Like, it's a different team at home than it is a road, minus the one game against Arkansas. Uh, Chris, um, I'm going to say they've got a chance, and that's the best, that's the best that I can do. And, um, you know, the expectation to go from 6-6 six and six to 7-5 and five this year, that's not a lofty ask. They got a brutal schedule next year, um, and it's not that's not an excuse, but it's considered one of the hardest in college football history. 
you got the SEC slate, now Oklahoma and Texas in the SEC, and you got non-conference featuring Florida State, Miami, and UCF in the Big 12. Um, it's considered one of the hardest ever. So the expectation was you go six and six in year one, seven and five in year two, and if you can go eight and four next year with that schedule, Gator fans are going to know that they've got the right guy, that it's moving in the right direction. We can't say that right now. And the most damning thing about Billy Napier is that a, a huge part of the reason for Florida's failures is him. You know, he doesn't spike the football with eight seconds left, Chris. He tries to run the field goal team on, results in an illegal substitution, five-yard penalty. A field goal that would have been good from 39 yards was bad from 44. Whose fault is that? Spike the damn football, kick the 39-yard field goal, win the damn game. You know, like some of the decisions are just brain dead. Uh, and you got to be sharper there. And that's on the head coach. He's making those calls, right? So it's it's very, 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 very disturbing, Chris. I do want to share something else with you. I did a little research, Chris, on um, the last 10 national champions uh, in college football. And this, to me, is fascinating, all right? Each of the last 10 national champions in college football were in the top 10 in one of the two key unit rankings, total offense or total defense. So again, each of the last 10 national champions were top 10 nationwide in total offense or total defense. In those teams, lesser of the two units, right? So if they were top 10 in offense, in the lesser of the two units, they were all in the top third in America in those units, right? So I think the worst unit that won a national championship in the last 10 years was Alabama 2015. Their offense was 44th, right? That was the worst overall ranking for any team, offense or defense, that won the national championship. So amazingly, uh, I've been saying this for the last month without this data. For the last month, Chris, I've, I've been telling my audience I think Georgia, Michigan, and Oregon are the three teams that win can win the national championship. Now that you put it up against this filter, who are the three teams that meet the qualifications? Georgia, Michigan, and Oregon. Everybody else either does not have a unit in the top 10 or their other unit like Washington. Washington's got the number one total offense, number 97 total defense. That's not winning the national championship, brother. Florida State is like 18 and 36. That's not winning the national championship, brother. So I wanted to pass that on to you guys because my data is showing that Georgia, Michigan, and Oregon are the three teams that can win it. Mark, if Florida gets to, let's say, six and six, and that sixth win is, to your point, over Florida State, how much goodwill does that buy for Billy Napier going into year oh. three? It's massive. It still doesn't hit my goal, Chris, although because they lost the bowl game last year, you could mm -hmm. still say, well, they finished better if they win the bowl game and they go seven and six. Right. But to me, it's just more concerning that you're not really seeing progress. You know, your Florida kind of is what they are, which is, you know, again, know how far you are. Right. Florida is a team that's ranked in the mid to low 30s or early 40s. And that doesn't move the needle to anyone in orange and blue. You know, 
the the standard of play is lower at South Carolina than it is at Florida. And I'm trying and you're trying to do our part, Chris, to change that level of expectation, right? To get rid of some of that losing mentality that's been there in the past. Oh, man, Will Muschamp had the greatest three-year stretch to start his career in Gamecock history. Oh, yeah, how many games he'd win? 23. That's the that's the he won 23 games. And then you're telling me you can't replace him because he didn't even average eight wins in his first three years. Really? Um, we got to change. You got to change that expectation, man. Napier's under pressure. Um, and next year, if it looks like this year, he'll be on the hot seat. Beamer, I think you got a little bit. You get another year of leeway at South Carolina. But Chris, you and I have talked about it, man. If he's two and six next year or three and five, especially with those baked in wins with the cupcake non-conference schedule next season, there is an entirely different conversation that we're about to have. And given how, frankly, immature he's been in some of his press conferences, man, that is going to be a media member's dream to potentially watch him implode in front of a microphone. He's got to get it together. He's got to start acting like a, a CEO and not a subordinate. All right. You're the CEO of an SEC football program. All right. And in many cases, he's acting like a toddler. And that's a shame. And Mark, I, I think you were, I wanted to make the point, I think you were out Tuesday on your show. You can correct me if you're wrong, but I heard Diesel talking about this uh, when Beamer basically, again, doubled down on the comments, just saying if you, he again, once again said, if you left the stadium feeling miserable, you maybe do need to find some joy. I thought Diesel made really interesting comments in regards to why it's damning per se, because it's like Shane Beamer's building this reputation of some of the things he said this season, or a lot of the things, it comes off in this snarky, you know, defensive chip on the shoulder, jerk like tone. And you get to a point where right, wrong, and different people start to consume everything you say through that lens. Like they're looking at it through that lens of, oh, he's being a jerk. He's being snarky. And like, that's not a position you want to be in because you don't, you don't want people looking at everything you say kind of like trying to read because we're always trying to read between the lines. Right. But you don't want people looking at things like that and like, Oh, what does he mean like this? He's being a jerk again. And it's unfortunately, it's like, well, you've, it's your own fault because you've built up that reputation through the things that you have done in the past. So I, I thought diesel, I don't know if you heard all of his comments, but I, I thought he had some very interesting takeaways and, and, and moving on Mark, I, I think you said something interesting and I'm, I'm glad we're having this conversation because I think what this conversation is a really unique case study in is the difference in expectations at a school like Florida and a school like South Carolina. Because to your point, year three is the year for Billy Napier. He's not going to get longer than three years if it does not take a step forward, is what it sounds like to what you're saying. Shane Beamer, I think, is going to get probably five years. Maybe he only gets four if things really go south. If we're back in this position, you never know. But I, I just... You, you know, we asked the question, well, how long should a coach get in this NIL transfer portal world? And I think what this conversation, Mark, shows us is that it really does depend on the school because of prior history and tradition and expectations. Like, I, I think this is a good case study in that. 100%. And I'll bring you into an off-air conversation I had with Diesel yesterday, Chris, where he was showing me the renderings of some new facilities that his alma mater, Appalachian State, the Mountaineers might be getting um, there at App State, where, uh, you know, 
And I said to you, I said, they, you know, that's about a $40 million investment. And I asked them, would you rather have that $40 million for new facilities or would you rather have that be in the NIL coffers? And Diesel said the same thing that I agreed with. He goes, I'd rather have it go to NIL because if the football team is better, ultimately you're going to have all this stuff anyway, right? So, you know, we've heard the stats. The Gamecocks are 12th in terms of NIL donations. I know some of uh, your audience, Chris, has, um, you know, NIL collectives that they run. Uh, Some of your guests have NIL collectives that they run to benefit uh, South Carolina. That is so critically important um, because when you look at what South Carolina lost, how valuable would Jordan Birch and Marshawn Lloyd have been on this team this year? Right. I mean, like we're talking about a totally different team, are we not? We're talking about a team that is stopping the run much more effectively. We're talking about a team that is running the football much more effectively. Um, And right now, uh, I heard uh, Washington State's head coach say, it's open season on our players, and we don't have the money to keep them. And can you fault them for not saying, I can go out there, no offense, coach, I can go out there and make half a million dollars next year. And it's a damn shame, Chris. But sometimes... When you're out of South Carolina or when you're out of Washington State, unfortunately, it becomes viewed as a stepping stone program because the money isn't there. The money isn't there. And we've now, we've now entered an era where we can neglect the responsibility to financially support our teams, but the coaches are telling us it very much is a responsibility, whether we choose to accept that or not. Mark Ryan of the Fan Upstate does a fantastic job. Mark, last thing, and I'll get you out of here, and I'm asking you this more so from one content creator to another because I'm really genuinely just curious. So college basketball season has officially begun. As you and I both know, and everyone knows, college football is king. You and your content, how do you prioritize working in college basketball, or do you even worry about college basketball until – football sort of gets into a slower season. I, I'm just, again, I'm just genuinely asking you from one content creator to another because it's, you know, it's one of those things I've had a personal evolution on my airwaves where I used to feel sort of an obligation to cover every single game and 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 then I, re, you know, of every sport. And then I realized people don't necessarily tune into my content or certainly your content for, they want to hear about every single game. They want to hear about the top topics of that day. They want to hear about the priority items, if you will, and, uh, you know, I got a good friend, J.D. Pakel of On3, who says college, college basketball season doesn't begin till March, right? So, I mean, like, h- how do you work that in? Like, what's your viewpoint on, you know, the other sports that aren't football? Because as you and I both know, I mean, football is king. You could talk football 24-7, 365 and make a pretty damn good living doing it. I'll tell you this. This gives you the, the entire answer. There has been multiple years that I've lived here where the Clemson, South Carolina men's basketball game was not on television. (laughs) What? Now, if there was a demand for that to be on TV, don't you think it would be? I think, Mark, actually last year it was on SEC Network Plus, to your point. so Yeah. So um, (laughs) here's what I've learned. And it's just trial and error. In this market, for me, I can start doing basketball in January. Nationally, I can't start doing basketball until March Madness. And even then, it can be real hit and miss. You know, I remember, Chris, you called in uh, with a name the team, where are they, what's the mascot game show that we did. 
you got to do something creative and fun to drum up interest for it because I'm telling you, man, it's that that sport is not what it used to be. Now you have like half of all the blue chip players. They either go to the G League or they go to Europe right away. The product uh, you talk about teams from yesteryear dominating teams from today. He had Akeem Olajuwon and Patrick Ewing and Michael Jordan playing college basketball for multiple years. Shaquille O'Neal, three years at LSU. Now there's every chance they never step foot on college or they're on co- in college for one year. Don't go to a single class. There's this very much one and done rent a player feel to it, man. So that's, that's where I'm at, man. I mean, do you agree or disagree with that assessment? Like I actually try not to cover it until January. I had a listener the other day, Mark, when are you talking about the Gamecocks, Lady Gamecocks beating Notre Dame? When is that segment on the show? It's not a segment on the show. Okay, we're in the middle of football season. It's our job to reach the greatest number of people with our topics. Gamecocks beating Notre Dame might be worth five or ten minutes on your show, Chris. Um, but on on mine, you know, like January is where I typically run with that. Yeah, and, and on specifically Gamecock airwaves, we're not going to like not mention it. We're certainly going to point it out, and you know, like you mentioned, have five ten minutes of discussion. But you know, to your point, the reason I ask, and again, we can have this combo much more in-depth off the air one of these days. But, uh, you know, this is the first season for me where I'm, you know, I've been going through an evolution, a transformation where it's like knowing I don't have to cover every single game. Like, I mean, realistically, like the common fan does not really care all that much about South Carolina and USC Upstate in basketball. They just don't care. They just don't. And so it's like work smarter, not harder type of thing. I'm not saying that, like, I, I, I hope South Carolina does well, wins every game, but I mean, why can't we just be frank and be honest about what moves the needle and what doesn't? To your point, South Carolina ladies basketball beating Notre Dame. Let's just be honest about what moves the needle and what doesn't. You can mention it. You can say what's up about it. But, I mean, especially on the national level, like, nobody cares. Let's just call it for what it is. And I'm not saying that, you know, that's right, wrong, and different. If it's your favorite sport, that's great. But, like, you know, not everybody's a baseball guy. I love baseball. You don't like baseball. That's okay. We're not hurting each other's feelings saying that. So, I, I think – just be honest about it. I was just curious your take on it because, again, in your position, and uh, it, it is. Oh yeah, it is yeah. And I'll tell you, I'll, I'll tell you this, man. Um, it's you know, it's finding the right topics too, and then it's like on the national shows, Chris. The the ba- baseball works well, and what I do is um, to cover every game is to be like micro, right? It's it's you, you got the lens really on it. I have a more macro, big picture view. Our topics are more big picture. So we're not analyzing game in and game out. We're widening the lens. We're looking at the big picture. And what's really hit well on, um, on the national shows is, you know, examining, you know, baseball's flawed postseason and how it produces the most random results where Arizona's six best pitchers, um, they accounted for 40% of the team's innings pitched in the regular season. 80% in the postseason. Oh, well, no kidding. The result is different. You had a five and a six seed meeting in the World Series. There were only six seeds in each league. So, you know, any research 101 project will tell you that the greater the sample size, the more accurate the, re- the result. The Braves are a way better team than the Arizona Diamondbacks. The Dodgers are a way better team than the Arizona Diamondbacks. But their postseason system is a randomizer. And then we have like a Brett Boone, former Major League Baseball player on 
to talk about like he agrees he's like man it's tough because it's a lot of fun but is it crowning the best team not even close and then you ask the question do you have responsibility to crown the best team and so you do topics like that chris and you get a really really good response those are widening the lens topics you break down braves game number 58 of the season you kind of get crickets right (laughs) so you know, like I, with in terms of Gamecock basketball, I, I, I would do things like, um, you know, how much more popular are the ladies than the men? And how good would the men have to be to supplant that? Would a men's team that makes the tournament regularly be more popular than a women's team that makes the Final Four? You know, um, just having an honest conversation about where the men's team is and, you know, you know, propping up Don Staley for creating the third most popular sport on campus, right? Indeed. Well said. Mark Ryan of the Fan Upstate Offsides with Mark Ryan. Check him out on social media at Mark Ryan on air. Mark, always a pleasure, man. I appreciate you taking the time. Can't wait to do it again next week, my friend. Thank you guys so much. I appreciate all the comments. And um, and uh, who, who had a good one here? Uh, let's see here. Chris, uh, Nobody's asking for Carolina to be winning 11 games a year. So says Damon Reed. We are asking not to be ranked below most conference USA teams in defense and to have an O-line that looks like they belong in the SEC, uh, not in the youth football league. Right. Yeah, I, I added that last part. Damon Reed, I appreciate the comment. <laughs> appreciate all the comments, guys. Thank you so very much. We'll see you next time. Mark, you're the man. I appreciate you, brother. is in the air at Littleton Coin Company and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945.